around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everybody. God bless you, and welcome today to Terry Mize Podcast. We are so glad you're out there listening, and we just have got some wonderful things we feel like that'll help you. At least we get excited about it. <laughs> and so we're, we're praying and believing, God, that what we have to say, you know, it's like the Bible says, freely we've received, we, you know, freely we're going to give. And as Terry says about our product table so many times that there's not anything back there that he's taught that is theory. There's not anything on that table that is theory. It has been tried and proven, and it will work. And we are just so glad that we have the opportunity to, through technology, to share with you so many of those good things. Uh, let me remind you, too, that you can go to Terry Mize Ministries, which is our website, terrymizeministries.org, and you can find just a wealth of, I think, uh, opportunity there for you to grow and learn and, and get product and, and hear all the podcasts that have been um archive there for you and there's about a year's worth there so that you can you can nearly put yourself through bible school with these podcasts that we've done and they're all free of charge there's the monthly newsletters there that you can read that terry writes every single month there's a calendar of where we're going to be with our schedule and there's also information there for you to uh read and take advantage of in areas of giving and partnership into the ministry here. So we're just excited to offer it to you and be a blessing to you in every single way. And then don't forget to call into the office if you have a prayer request. Our secretary staff, they'll find us wherever we are in the world and we'll pray and believe God. So we just are there for you. And we are happy today to talk to you about the good things and stir you up. Like the Apostle Paul said, we want to provoke you towards more love and to more good works for the kingdom of God. Amen. There's a harvest out there to be reaped, and it's going to take all of us. Right, darling? <laughs> That's right. And not just the prayer request, but we love to hear the praise reports. That, oh, we've heard some great it's ones so in the last so wonderful three, to hear weeks. that, hey, yes. this is working. This is working. <laughs> no joke. We, we just hear testimonies all the time, not only from you know Terry's ministry and, and the teaching and the things that he's done around the world, but then Jackie's book on uh, supernatural childbirth and the scripture book that's there. We just hear testimonies all the time about about babies being born where the doctor said it was impossible and that there wouldn't be a child in that family. And lo and behold, they've got babies, you know. Amen. It's just so wonderful. We see Jackie's babies all over the world. I know. That's so Testimonies exciting. we never tire of. I know. We, were, we just heard some recently, a couple of months ago, we were in... Uh, a particular convention and a gentleman just chased Terry down among all these thousands of people that were there to tell him the story of what had happened in their family. And it's just, Amen. it's so exciting. You know, we're going to live forever and we're going to hear this good stuff forever of look what the Lord has <laughs> done. You know, it's going to be all forever. We're going to hear the glory of the Lord, what he's done in the earth. And you know, we just got a report from Romania this just a few weeks ago that, um, you know, I've been ministering in Romania to those gypsy That's pastors right, for 20 years. 20 years, yeah. And uh, then, of course, to the orphans, to two separate things, ministering right. to the gypsy pastors, training right. them, right. teaching them how to how to preach the word of faith, believe the word of faith, <laughs> operate on the word of God. If whatever right. God's word says is That's true, right. Jesus said, Father, thy That's word right. is truth. That's and, right. of course, there's been lots of pushing over sacred cows over the years, been lots of headbutting uh, over the years, lots of arguing over the years. They'd yeah. say, that's not right. I don't believe that. And so we'd, you know, but anyway, training them for over 20 years. And we got a report here, here a few weeks ago or, or a week and a half ago or so, something that 300 of those 
gypsy churches right. and gypsy pastors that we've been training all these years at 300 of them are have the, made a stand and decided to break off from the uh, well, they have unions over there. The different ministries have different unions. And, well, and to break off of the of the traditional union that they've yeah. been a part of all their lives, that's just holding on to old traditions and old ways and, you know, beat your wife. you got to beat your wife. you got to beat her in submission and, <laughs> and beat her every morning before, every Sunday morning before church and, and, and you know, and not tithe in. And oh, just, just some things that are just not God yeah, and not yeah, the word yeah. that I've taught against. Uh, all these years and then taught other things for uh, all these years. And they've just decided that 300 of them said, you know what? We're just going to break away from all that, get away from that, yeah. make a separation part ways. And we're going to go with the word of faith and go with the word of God and go That's with what right. you're teaching. We're going to go onward and upward. You know, those guys have started over 400, over 400 churches That's since amazing. I've been ministering to yeah. them and teaching yeah. them. And now they've made a decision. Hey, we're making a clean break. And we're absolutely going to stand for the word of God. You know, some of those young women over there, those young pastors' wives, got so excited last year, and and you know, the, of course, they're forced to they're forced to wear head coverings, and, oh, I know. and 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 you know, the wives sit on one side of the church, and the men on the other, and, uh, and and of course, they never let a woman preach, never, 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 how dare a woman my, preach in my, the church, my. and and so you know, I've had you preach there, and and I've had uh, Dorcas Maris preach there when right. Terry and Dorcas are right. with us, and and. Uh, and, and and last year, after you administered and Dorcas yeah. administered, some of those pastors came up to us and said, you know, well, we may have to rethink this women preaching deal. That's right. I said, yeah, maybe you ought to do that. And then <laughs> and then we called all those wives up, called the women oh, up for prayer, mom. and they cried and cried. They were so touched. Nobody had ever done that for them before. Nobody ever nobody had ever called what them up and loved on them and time. laid hands on yeah. them and prayed for them before. Some of them, you could see the bruises under their makeup where they'd been beaten, you know. And uh, and here they're making this drastic change. Said, Brother Terry, we're going with the Word of God. We're going with what yeah. you've been teaching. We're going with, with uh, the Word of Faith. And I tell you what, now you better you better hold on to your hat and watch Romania. It's in, and watch that gypsy world. It's going to explode because of this. Well, that's what we're believing. I mean, you know, all the seeds that have been sown there. And God said, my He said that that His Word will not return void. That's exactly and right. And you can't go into a country like you and Terry Maris have and gone in there and preached for twenty years and taught the Word of God, and been faithful to do that, and paid the exorbitant amounts of money that you've paid oh, yeah. to go in there to put them in hotels. Well, I think I was the first one ever and, to put gypsies in a hotel yeah. way back 20 years ago. Feed them for three days, love on them, uh, just give them every opportunity to grow and enhance their Christian uh, personal experience with the Lord, and, and make it about their what's in their heart make it about their yeah, heart I, I to was god. over there i was over there one year and i had taught for a whole week taught them the word of faith taught them the word of god and finally the very last night i i ministered on tithing and taught them how to tithe because you know most most places you go in the world believe it or not pastors don't teach tithing and right. don't uh, tithe themselves <laughs> and don't uh, don't believe it and don't understand right. it they think they right. understand it just don't believe it right and uh and so it, it's almost anywhere i go it's like that even the Pentecostal churches. In fact, most Pentecostal churches I go to around the world don't even have the Holy Ghost. Right. <laughs> you know, most, no, a lot that's of times true. in Pentecostal churches, Sadly, that's for true. decades in Pentecostal churches around the world, I've taught on the baptism of the Holy Spirit and got, uh, I mean, like the associate pastor field and the wife, the pastor's right. wife field and, right, right. you know, the deacons and elders field. And, uh, but, you know, just lots of, lots of, lots of preaching over lots of years and, and loving them and pouring out to them. And they've made this stand. But anyway, I was preaching the last night on tithing. So I talked for about an hour and a half on tithing, and directly from the Word of God, exactly what it says, Old Testament and New. And uh, 
so after I finished, I, it was the last night of the meetings. I mean, we were closing down that night. That was it. That was the end of last night. And so I called some pastor up randomly and just said, Pastor, come on up here and pray the benediction and pray the, and, you know, pray the prayer and end the service. And he came up there and took the microphone and said, Thank you, Brother Terry. I went over and sat down. He said, Thank you, Brother Terry. That was wonderful. That was just such a great sermon, great ministry. It's been great all week. And we just appreciate all the this services all week. And, you know, in the hotel and the food and all the stuff you've done for. We just appreciate that. And that message tonight on tithing was such a good message. And he said, of course, it doesn't work over here. He's that's an American gospel. It doesn't work in Romania, but we appreciate you preaching it anyway. Well, man, I got up and I walked over there, took the microphone out of his hand, said, you go sit down. And he went and sat down. So I preached on tithing for another hour and a half. <laughs> and after that hour and a half, then I just prayed the dismissal prayer myself. I didn't give it to anybody else. Uh-huh. And I dismissed the service. And I had several friends, and we went out to eat. And after we went out to eat, we went to the hotel and went to bed. And I was sound asleep in my bed at 2.30 in the morning, and the phone rings. And it's the manager of the hotel. And he said, Dr. Myers, would you please come down here? I've got a ride on my hand in the lobby. Would you come down? I said, well, sure. So I got dressed and went downstairs. And there's about... I don't know, 10, 12 dozen of these guys, 15 of these guys. I don't remember how many, quite a good handful. Uh, these gypsy pastors still in their suits, man. They're all red eyed and blurry eyed. They've been fighting since, nah, nah, since nah. church has been over. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and I said, guys, what are y'all doing? It's two thirty in the morning. What are you doing down here in the lobby? Keeping everybody up. What's going on? And they said, brother Terry, teach us on tithing and we'll do it. And I said, I just taught you on tithing tonight. I taught you for an hour and a half, and then I taught you for another hour and a half. They said, we know you did, but we didn't listen. But God won't leave us alone. God won't even let us go home. We haven't eaten. We haven't done anything. We've just been fighting. He said, they said, teach us on tithing, and we'll do it. And these guys are the leaders. And so I said, all right, sit down. So they sat down there in the hotel lobby, and I gave them their personal message <laughs> on tithing again. And those guys started paying tithe and started preaching tithe and believing the word of God. And I tell you, God started blessing them and changing them and you know the word the word will work anywhere no, it's not right. an american gospel no it's not i tell people all the time and i told those pastors uh, in, in that conference that year i said i said this isn't a, a western gospel it's an eastern gospel this thing didn't come out of the united states it came out of israel that's right and and uh anyway just change your life you know i just I, i'm just delighted about those 300 that decide hey we're going to go right uh the way of the gospel we're going to go the way of the word and we're going to we're going to embrace the word yeah, of faith. though none go with me still i will yeah, follow isn't that true? you know they're going to follow jesus but you know i was thinking i was thinking and i've taught this a couple of times recently as you and i've traveled and i've been in a couple of different countries and and i and, and i've taught this message based on something brother osteen told me john osteen joel's daddy so many, many years ago. Now, he told it to everybody, and he preached it in sermons, but he also told it to me personally. I, I met Brother Osteen when I was 15 years old and, and considered him my pastor, even though I never lived in Houston and went to Lakewood Church. I'd go there every chance I could uh, when I'd come in from Mexico or something just to get fed and just to get the word. And he said something to me many, many years ago, and, and like I said, he's preaching it in the pulpit, and I'm sure there's tapes on it. But uh, he made this statement. He said, son, he said, God is a good checker player. And That's he right. won't move if it's your turn. That's right. And I said, well, Brother Osteen, what does that mean? And he said, well, he said, if you're sitting around, you've prayed about something, you've thought about something, you've prayed about something, you've taken it before God, and yet nothing's happening. God's not doing anything. Right. And he said, you're just waiting on God and waiting on God. And you're thinking, God, why don't you move? Why don't you move? Why don't you move? <laughs> he said, you need to stop and ask yourself whose turn it is. That's right. He said, because God's a good checker player, and he yes. will not move out of turn. He said, if he's not moving then it's most likely your move. 
Right. You need to do something. And, of course, I immediately realized and understood and know about faith, that faith without works is dead. So faith demands an act. Smith Wigglesworth used to run from side to side of a platform saying, faith is an act, faith is an act, right. faith is an act, faith is an act. Well, faith, faith demands yes, it does. action. It doesn't just yes, require does. a little action. It doesn't just wish it had a little action. Faith demands action. Faith without works or without corresponding actions is absolutely right. dead, worthless, and useless. And so... Uh, uh, so over the years, that's been such a help to me and such a blessing to me and such a life-changing thing to me. And I remember when Jackie and I first first went in the ministry. We I just got out of the Army. I had gotten drafted in, in the Army, and we spent two years and, and had a baby while we were in the Army, had our first son, and uh, got out of the Army and, and picked up my old business I had before I went in the Army. I had started my own business, and, and so I picked that business back up again and worked just for a few months. And uh, the Spirit of the Lord said to me, it's time to go. It's time to go to Mexico. And I'd been waiting to go all these years, you know, since God spoke to me at 13, told me I was a missionary. Right, and then I, then right. I went at 18 in the jungles of Panama and lived with an Indian tribe. And then I went back the same year at 18 and uh, lived in, in or no, I didn't live, excuse me, uh, went to Mexico uh, for for a couple, of, I forget how many weeks I was there. But I was in, I was in Panama, I lived with those that tribe, and then came back and then went to Mexico and back. And so... Uh, came home and married Jackie, and then and then on my wedding day, I got my draft notice. We had to stop and go to the <laughs> army for two years, and oh, came my, back my. and just picked up the business. And then the Lord said, "Okay, it's time." And so we we were out in West Texas. We were we were out. Uh, in, I was raised in Midland, Texas, out in the desert, and uh, West Texas. And so we we actually moved over to a little town there, uh, forty miles away from Midland, uh, called Big Spring. Mm-hmm. Big Spring, Texas, and there's a friend of mine that was in the ministry there, was a pastor, and uh, I just felt like, I said to Jackie, I said, we're just going to go over there until until God sends us to Mexico. We're going to go over there, and I'm just going to be his shadow, and I'm going to just do what he does and go where he goes and see what he does, you know, so we'll kind of get a firsthand knowledge. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't get paid for this. I mean, wasn't on salary or anything. Right. Uh, we just packed up our bags and went over there, and we rented this little old house. I tell you, I've never lived in a house that bad in all my life. We lived in this little old house. Of course, the wind blows out there yeah, and the sandstorms yeah, out yeah, in West yeah. Texas. So this little house had linoleum on the on the living room floor, but the wind would blow under the house and up through the floors right. and blow that linoleum all over the room, you know, so it was it was tacked down on four corners. <laughs> and so when the wind yeah. would blow, then it would just kind of balloon up, you know. It There's stays a whole bunch and, of young people that may not even know what that is. Oh, ex- exactly. That's that's true. <laughs> uh, but but it'd blow it up, you know, and it'd just kind of be like a balloon in there. Oh, we'd, my we'd, Lord. we'd go mash yes, it back I've down. Yes, I've seen it do that. But anyway, we, we were in this house, and, and uh, uh, one night we Jackie fixed our meal, and we were sitting there at the table, me and her and the babies in the high chair, and uh, we bowed our heads to pray over the meal like we had done 10,000 times all of our lives, you know, ever since I was a little kid. And we bowed our heads and started to pray, and I got right in the middle of my prayer of thanking God for the food, and I just stopped. I just froze, and I just sat there. And Jackie opened her eyes, and she looked over there at me, and she said, what are you, what are you doing? And I just looked up at her, and I said, you know what? God really did provide this meal. That's right. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks that I'd always thank God for my food. Right. Sure. But, you know, sure. somebody else provided it. I mean, yes. I mean, grandparents provided it or my mom and dad provided it. Or right. then later when I got my own business and went in the ministry, I, I provided it. And then I was in the military and got a check from the Army, and the Army provided it. You know, and, 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 and all of a sudden, I realized that I had not provided that food. 
that my parents hadn't provided, my right. grandparents hadn't Such provided, that, we, that God really, really provided this food. Right. So I, I stopped and backed up and re-prayed, <laughs> oh God, I thank you, I really do yeah. thank you Fresh perspective for this food. And it was a revelation to me, dear yes, God, if yes. God, if God hadn't have provided this, we wouldn't be eating. That's right. And my, so uh, my, we my. ate, and around there the next day or two, that just would just weigh on me and just, just come back up on, in my spirit, God. God provided our food. God provided yeah. our food. And so I walked over to the refrigerator, and I opened the door on the refrigerator. And, this is a good story. And, and, Y'all listen. And back in those days, you know, you had a little freezing compartment, you know, up at the top <laughs> of the... I mean, this was yeah. back in the in the early 70s, you know. Yeah. And you had right. these had this little freezing compartment up there and had a couple of ice trays in there. And, and, and that's all that was in there was a couple of ice trays. There was no meat, no food. A lot of ice. No nothing. Yeah. There were just two ice trays. Well, you oh. kids today don't know what ice trays are, but I can't, I can't get into that now. But, uh, uh, and of course, the ice, the, there was an ice buildup on those trays. The older people will know what I'm talking about because you, you actually had to defrost your freezer back in those days. Right. You don't do that anymore. You just open your freezer and there's no ice in there. It's just frost-free, just frost-free cold my food. My. Back in those mention. days, you had an ice residual buildup <laughs> right. from every few weeks that you literally had you to, had to defrost. Uh, defrost it. You, you know, and you'd, yeah. you'd, uh, you'd take an ice pick. Y'all don't know what an ice pick is. I feel so sorry for this generation. But anyway, <laughs> we'd take an ice pick or a, or a knife and start, right. start pounding, away, pounding on that, chipping on that ice in, in the freezer to get rid of it. And you'd also boil big pots of water, hot water on the stove, so and then just melts. set them inside oh the freezer goodness. so it'd melt that, it'd start melting that ice around there, and you could get all that out of there. And well, it'd leak and drip, and you had to clean all that stuff up. What a mess. Anyway, my point is, I went over to the refrigerator, opened the door, opened the freezing compartment, and looked in there. There was nothing there but two ice trays. And I just said, you know, that's not right. Yeah. I'm a man of God, and we've gone in the ministry, and we ought to have some food. I said, that's not right. And I, I heard Brother Osteen's voice in my ears. Now, I'm not talking about Joel. I'm talking about Joel's daddy. And I, and I heard Brother Osteen's voice in my ears. And, and I heard him say, God's a good checker player, and he's not going to move out of turn. And I just thought, you know what? Maybe it's my turn. Right. God's not moving. He's not doing anything here, so maybe it's my move. Right. And then I thought, well, what can I do? What can I do to move? And so I just thought, well, I'll, I'll, I'll defrost the, the, the refrigerator. I'll just defrost it and clean it up, and I'll do a really good job because I'm doing it for God. So I'll clean this, man, right. I'll get this freezer perfect, and then I'll clean the refrigerator and get it perfect. So I did, man. I just started in. I'm chipping That's away, and ice is going everywhere. Prepare and I'm, for success. I'm chipping and chipping <laughs> and, and hitting and hitting, and, and I'm boiling water and putting water in there and mopping it out and sponging yeah. it out. and Jackie comes in there in a little bit. She, what in the world are you doing? Well, I didn't tell her why I'm on a faith feed. Right, right. And I didn't tell her I'm I'm playing checkers with God. I just said, oh, I'm just cleaning the refrigerator. And she said, well, thank you. That's very sweet of you to do that. I said, oh, and I'm going to do a good job too because I was saying I'm I'm doing this for God. I'm not doing That's this for right. you. I'm doing this for That's God. Right. And so she went on about her business. You know, man, I worked on that thing and I got it perfect. I didn't leave one piece of ice in there. I cleaned that thing and I mopped it and I wiped it and I dried it. And it was just perfect and uh, cleaned all the refrigerator out. And then I just stepped back, just all happy with myself, you know, and I said, okay, Lord, it's your turn. I moved. Now it's your move. And I just shut the refrigerator door. I didn't know anything, what else to do. I mean, it's not my turn anymore. I don't know what, what to do. And it wasn't but a couple of hours and there's a knock on the door. This had never, ever happened before. And uh, I went to the door and there was a lady there at the door. 
that I just met just in the last few you know days or so, and I'd met her at a she has a lady that went to the first Methodist church downtown, well, but she had come out to a prayer meeting that the pastor I was with was was preaching, and so I met her or she saw me there, and so I opened the door and there she is, and I said yes ma'am can I help you, and she said brother Terry this is the strangest things never happened to me before but would you come out to the car and help me please and I said yes ma'am, so I followed her out to her car and she had uh, several bags of groceries. And she said, would you carry these into your house, please? I said, well, yes, ma'am. And I carried them in. And she said, uh, I set them on the table. And she said, you know, this has never, ever happened to me before. I don't even know. I don't even know what happened or how it happened. But she said, I, I, I was at the grocery store. And she said, the Spirit of God spoke to me and told me to buy you and Jackie this food and to buy you this meat. And I said, well, thank you, ma'am. That's so sweet. That's precious. And I prayed over it with her, you know, and prayed for her. She left, and I got to looking in those bags and putting those groceries away. Uh huh. And I literally had to just pack and repack and cram and jam the meat into that freezer, into that freezing unit. <laughs> and uh, it, it was tight. I mean, I couldn't put the ice trays in there. Oh, I had to take the ice trays out. That's and uh, I got those all in there and got them all adjusted and got them all packed and repacked and shoved in there. And then the other groceries in the refrigerator. There, I'm looking at a full refrigerator and a full freezer. And I stepped back and I looked at Jackie and I didn't say this complaining in any way, shape, form, or fashion. This was not a complaint. It was a, just an, a statement of awe and fact. And I said, Jackie, can you believe there is every kind of meat in this freezer? There's roast and there's steaks and there's chops and there's hamburger meat. I said, in fact, there's every kind of steak in there. I said, there's T-bone, there's, there's, uh, 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 there's sirloin. I said, there's every kind of steak in there but a ribeye. <laughs> and I didn't say that and complain. I just said it as a fact. Yeah, right, right. And uh, so we just thanked God and rejoiced over it and praised the Lord over it. And, you know, and, and it wasn't two hours until the, there's a knock on the door. And I opened the door, and it was a different lady. <laughs> and she said, and I, I didn't know her either. Just met her at one story. of these meetings. She said, Brother Terry, she said this, and she had a bag in her hand. And she just, I opened the screen, had a little screen door on the house. You know, I opened it, and she handed me that bag. And she said, Brother Terry said, this has never, ever happened to me before. I don't know what in the world's going on. But she said, I was at the grocery store a while ago buying groceries. She said, the Spirit of God spoke to me and told me to buy you ribeye steaks my, and bring my, them over my. here. And and here she had two two packages of ribeye steaks in this bag and hand them to me. And mm-hmm. I went in. I, we had to cook steak that night just to have room in the, you know, <laughs> in the freezer. But that's, I, but yeah, I learned awesome. a powerful, yeah. tremendous lesson on that that god is a good checker player yes and some of y'all is. listening to me on this podcast uh you know you may have been praying for something and believing for something got your faith on something uh but realize god's a good checker player if god's not moving stop and ask yourself and mm-hmm. ask the lord ask the holy spirit say hey, me, hey is it my turn am i supposed to be doing something here you know renee lots of times people tell me they say uh but Terry, i'm believing for so and so and so and so or i need this or that or the other and i'll say well what are you doing and they'll say well i'm standing and I said, well, what are you doing? Well, they said, well, I'm standing. The word says, you know, stand. And so I'm standing. Yeah. I said, yeah, I know you're standing, but what, what are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing anything. I'm just standing. And I said, well, I'm not sure you're qualified to stand. Right. And they said, what do you mean I'm not qualified to stand? I said, well, the word says, having done all to stand, right. then stand, therefore. That's Ephesians 6. And I said, so you, you're really not qualified that. to stand yeah. until you've having done all to stand. To stand. So if all you did is prayed and then started standing, you, you're not really doing anything yet. Right. And I said, so what are you doing? I said, you need to do something to stand. And then once you're having done all to stand, then you're qualified to go ahead and stand. 
And exactly. uh, that may be the situation people listen to us today. You know, they, right. they, the, the God right. requires, faith requires, faith demands action. And act. And we That's need right. to say, what, is it my turn? And we're playing checkers here, Lord. You're That's not right. moving, so maybe, maybe I need to move. Well, so you search it, your heart and ask the Lord about that and, and, and let us know what happens. Exactly. And, and that's really the lifestyle of faith. The just shall live by faith every day. Yeah, you just said that four times in the Bible. Yeah, Old just Testament only four times God said that. And, and it's important for us to know what the act of faith is for each day so that we're not just standing and saying, okay, God, when? Okay, God, when? And we're watching the clock and we're watching the calendar. And I know there are pressure cooker dynamics in everybody's life where, you know, we're looking for something to happen. It's got to happen right away. But, you know, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Mm -hmm. So there's the element of trust and their strength. And then if joy, you know, know, that the joy of the Lord is our strength, then there's got to be joy and there's got to be some excitement and strength that comes along with it. And then as you act your your a faith project out every single day. I know people that are that are believing God for their health. There's got to be an act of faith every day. There's Absolutely. got to be something every day that you do that when your what body says, do? yeah, when your body says, I've got to go to bed, I'm sick, I can't do this. I said, you're going to have to act by faith. Right. And you're going to have to have an act of faith when it comes to things Ask like that. Ask yourself, what would I do if I was healed? Yeah, right. If I was healed, I'd go to work today. If I was healed, I'd, I'd, I'd clean grass, this or yeah, mow the grass right, or do this right. or do that. And, and that's, you know, the whole, that's why the inward voice of the Holy Spirit is in there, to lead you step by step in an act of faith, to lead you step by step to hear the voice of the Lord, and to lead you step by step, step in wisdom and in counsel from the marvelous words of life that are on these pages. Amen. And so if you and I together, like Terry said, I mean, there's so many, there's so many stories like that. That's just one person out of over 7 billion people on the planet and how many millions of Christians where God has provided. I love that scripture in Psalms. It says he satisfies the need of every living creature. So whatever your need is today, go before the Lord, believe God and tell him he is the source of that. And you are expecting him to act. And until you see that manifestation, you're going to act in faith. And that moment by moment, step by step, the inward voice of the Holy Spirit will lead you how to act. And that just develops a marvelous relationship <laughs> between you Amen. and the Lord. And you become so much more sensitive to his voice rather than the tormenting voice of either the accuser or fear or anything else that would try to come into your life. Amen. Amen. Well, I've enjoyed today. I'm so glad Terry shared those things with you. I know that will mean a great deal to each of us. And I know that that gives us an example of God's faithfulness and God's ability to meet every single need in every arena, spirit, soul, and body. And again, I want to thank you again for joining us. Just remember to check us out on terrymiseministries.org, which is our website. And you know, Terry has uh, Terry Mize Ministries Facebook page too. And so we're always there giving you information and our schedule and what we're doing. And we announce the podcast there. And then on the website, you can go over there and check our products out. Uh, you can communicate with us. You can send in testimonies, prayer requests. Terry's monthly newsletter is always there for you to enjoy and read. And then also our, our partnership uh, advantages are there and information is there for you. And so we look forward to hearing from you. Either call the office or contact us through one of these arenas here of uh, where you can communicate with us through these wonderful areas. And we just look forward to hearing from you and hearing those good testimonies. And until then, we will see you next week at terrymize.com as we 
minister to you, Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. God bless you. You've been listening to a Mize Missions Podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.